0: Hello, guys. Welcome back to Two Coach Girls. It's Jory here. And it's Abby. What's up, you guys?
1: Ooh. We're excited about these episodes because we're- is coming out is coming out the same week as Yom Haatzmaut, and I think I mentioned that after Purim, or maybe on the same level, at least if you're in Israel, that Yom Haatzmaut is the same level as um as Purim for me, and the same vibes, the same energy in Israel. <laughs>
0: same vibes, same excitement, same drinking level, same partying level. I
1: live for happiness holidays, like Yom Kippur, not so much. I have friends that love Yom Kippur. <laughs> I don't know why, but for me, it's the happy holidays. And I'm sure for you, it is too.
0: Yeah. So funny enough, when I was going through a religious phase, I'm like, I am observant, but like, I was like real intense, and like, only wear skirts and like, daven three times, two times a day. I like loved Yom Kippur. Because I was like, this holiday makes me talk about, which is true, everything that I've done wrong and trying to be a better person and saying I'm sorry. And I was, like, loving it because it was, like, a meditation, therapeutic type of vibe, um, which I get. Um, that's when I was, like, all from. And now I'm, like, I- obviously I don't like it because I want to eat. It's not like I don't like it, but it's not my favorite. <laughs> I'm taking myself a yeah. hole, um, But... So, I don't know which is my favorite. When I lived in Israel, my favorite was Purim and Yomot Smoot, for sure. And Hanukkah, because it was fun to see the menorahs, Hanukkiahs. I don't know now. We'll see. Okay, you don't have make to choose this one. I'll change it. Shavuot. Yeah, and make it Shavuot, because you can mm-hmm. eat dairy all the time. Yeah. Yeah,
1: so uh, oh, that's coming up soon, too. Yeah. I like I a know. time of year where there's just a bunch of Jewish holidays.
0: I know, one after another. It's it's super yeah. fun. Um. But what else is going on? So we had Passover. That was good. It wasn't that hard for me this year to, like, keep. Um, And how was your birthday on Passover? What did you guys do? Oh,
1: my gosh. Did I not speak about this yet?
0: Because it was – no, because it was like we took it – we had the episode right before your birthday.
1: Oh, okay. So my mom, uh, my dad, and my brother were here for Chag. And there, which was perfect timing, because it's for Pesach and it's also my birthday. And some of my extended family members are here too. So, so we got like, um, you could just go to Yafo and there's like, guys that leave with a boat like every hour. So we just got in the boat and literally, like, my whole family, you know, it was, like, my Persian-Israeli side. So there were, like, a couple of randoms on the boat because you just pay 30 shekel and get on. And, like, my cousin brought speakers and we were just, like, literally having a bat mitzvah, but I'm turning 26. And, like, my mom got me this flower crown. And oh, the whole-
0: <laughs> so
1: fun. Yeah, the whole That's thing amazing. was hilarious. Yeah. So that was my real birthday. A lot to,
0: lot to celebrate. It was just, like a like, a boat party, dance party vibe. Yeah.
1: But with my family and like my little cousins who are like some little kids, some teenagers, cute. it's hilarious. Yeah, you. It's I like them. Cute, I like that. And they also got very into it. And then we did a cute little picnic in the park. So it was very different vibes than my Euphoria party last month. But but it's been it was a good way. The Euphoria party was a good way to start the month, and birthday with the Fam was a good way to end the month.
0: Oh, ah, yeah. amazing! And also, did yeah. you go, did you go out too? obviously
1: oh yeah also my cousin um who lives in miami shout out to you l she was visiting and she she i didn't want to go out i was super tired from work like the night before my birthday and she was like no we're going out for your birthday. You're going to get into it. Like I was literally going to go to sleep and I was like, all right, fine. You're right. It's my birthday. Obviously we went to Alma because I'm always going to Kulialma. Um, <laughs> But it was so fun. We got like um, – we had to make sure that it was a kosher for Pesach drink because I think my go-to, yeah, vodka isn't kosher for Pesach. So we got like an Arak, like icy kind of drink. And even though I'm at Kulielma all the time, like, I was in such a good headspace and ended up being an amazing night, like, just the two of us. I'm so happy Aww. we went out. So things out. I'm really, like, reliving the whole thing. And it was really amazing. And I like, like, just birthdays, you realize how many people are in your life that
0: care about you. No, know. Um, it's yeah. so special. You really realize, like, who's there for you. Um, who you love, like who gives you support. And then you realize the people who don't wish you happy birthday, and you're like, <laughs> Are we even friends? That's so Bye. true. You, like you keep tabs,
1: you're like, okay, who wished me happy Ew. birthday and who didn't? Because what the hell? Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, like, you know, when you're single, you kind of like you get into moods where you're like, Oh my god, nobody loves me. But then you realize that like there are a lot of people that love you, and like I'm so grateful yeah. for
0: my friends and fam, you know? So yeah. You- you do. You really have the best fam, yeah. and you have really great friends. But I love your family. Yeah, i um, that. But speaking
1: of my singledom, my love life—I know it's our favorite topic of conversation.
0: This is the, <laughs> this is the best topic of conversation. Yeah.
1: So, what's uh, going on now? Into it. So, I've mentioned in previous episodes that I've opened my heart to Israeli men, which I should have done a long time ago. First of all, they're great. Um, And I only really realized how great they are when I was in South America and like the Israelis felt like my family because when I'm in Israel, I feel like the Americans are like, you know, my people. Uh But, you know, and that's that's ironically my Hebrew was so good in South America because I was only speaking Hebrew. Um so I went on a couple of dates with an Israeli guy that I was set up with that lived in Be'er Sheva and we were kind of like commuting to to meet each other to see the vibes to feel it out and he was really sweet and everything. Um actually on our on our last date he like I came all the way to visit and he made me a picnic which was super cute. <laughs> and I think Israeli guys love picnics um
0: because they do they time. do love picnics. They love it. Wait, Have you been on oh my a God. picnic date with an Israeli guy? I have but that is that, that's so cute wait so tell me more tell me more I um
1: so that's pretty much it. like i mean that's the thing like that was why it was our final date i mean i had a really good time and i feel like all our dates were really long because every time we were going to see each other like we had to, you know to see the vibe so it was like like five hours each one you know to see if it was worth it. and then i think ultimately i don't know he sent me a text and was like listen it's kind of far And I was also wondering, like, I don't know, I don't know. We we really liked each other as people. I just don't know if the chemistry was there. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you know that you gotta have that that chemistry. But you know, obviously, I wish him all the best, and my heart is still open to um, Israeli guys. I'm not saying like this isn't. This is just the beginning of Mm -hmm. this whole chapter. Um, Actually, there are there are guys that I made friends with at the karaoke bar that I go to all the time. They want to set me up with, um, because, you know, they know that I'm Shomer Shabbat, Shomer Kashrut. They want to set me up with one of their Israeli friends and they think that we'd have a really good vibe. The only thing is, is that I just turned 26 and he's 23. And they were like, get over yourself. Age is but a number. And like, I get that it's like, not like a 10 year age gap, but at the same time, you know, but they're they're telling me like, that this dude is serious. So I'm kind of like, should I go for it? Sorry. He's 23. I'm 26.
0: <laughs> what is he doing right now in his life?
1: I have no idea. I didn't really ask him any questions. Um, okay. I stalked him a bit on Instagram, so he already did his post-army trip. So, like, he's already done with the army, which means that we're kind of in the same headspace.
0: Okay, okay. Um, you
1: know what? Okay, I have to ask more but I think that he's like working like I am. Like he's not just like messing around.
0: No, it's like it's fine. Like I think, I think we've had this conversation before. Like there're definitely people who get married super young and do really well, like your sister, like my cousin, like and they love each other. Um we've seen the opposite as well. Um I think it just depends on each person. I think it more just has to deal with if you guys are in the same point of life. Mm-hmm. You know, like if he's also working like you're working, you know, like making right. money and like can 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 um afford his life and your life and like going on dates and things like that, then I think that could work. Uh, yeah. But I definitely think I'm always like, go for it. Like, you know, I'm I know just, I'm just like YOLO, whatever. It's one date. It's one. It's like two hours. If I don't like it, I can make it an hour. If I like it, I could keep going for four, three hours, four hours, you know? Yeah. I always go for it. Cause you never, ever, ever, ever know.
1: That's so Life. true. You're 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 the friend that I should go to for this because you're always gonna say
0: yes. You're like,
1: yes to this, yes man. You know, like just just. Yeah. Do it.
0: Unless there's some really big red flags about him, or if he doesn't look really cute, you know, or if he's, you know, but if he's yeah, no, he, cute, looks cute. he looks cute. He looks cute. Okay, okay. <laughs> go for it.
1: <laughs> um. So yeah, that's pretty much it. I am on. This is a perfect time to be getting into Israeli guys, especially with the Ma'ut this week. I am looking for my Zionist daddy. Zaddy, as some of us yes, call it. Yes. So daddy. Zaddy. 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 Stop. You're ruining me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, if you guys listen regularly and love me as a person and don't want me to be single anymore. Sat <laughs> like, Abby yeah, up. Yeah. Literally, like, tell me if you think that there's a good match. You know my personality. You've been listening to this podcast for a while now. Um Yeah. Yeah so I'm
0: so try, still yeah kind of I, oh. i'm trying but like i feel like you know everyone i know and it's just yeah like, i do and they're all
1: great guys me. but you know i he
0: doesn't
1: he he shouldn't be great he needs to be like special to me you know
0: exactly yeah no he needs to be the right fit the right but right. share it
1: so um, i'll obviously keep you guys posted like i always do um,
0: awesome
1: Please and do. we are about to have a very special guest who is family is behind in amazing restaurant in tel aviv and we're so excited to have him on so stay so tuned excited. he
0: he's very like funny out of the box um and if you like burgers you'll definitely like this episode
1: okay Ooh-hoo, happy on and we're back with our special guest for today, Fivel Oppenheim. Five and his family are the proud owners of Tel Aviv's Bodega American Kitchen, most known for their American-style smash burgers and hot dogs. So I went to summer camp on Kibbutz luchot with Five back in the day when we were kids. And now as someone who grew up days. on... Yeah, great, great, great time over there. <laughs> and as someone nice who grew up on...
2: awkward, social, teenage... Growing yeah. up, so, yeah, <laughs> I, I, felt like,
1: I felt like I was like, I don't think we were super awkward back then. I feel like those were good years,
2: <laughs> they were good years, but for me, I don't know, puberty and all that awkward stuff. Years. Awkward years,
1: okay, yeah, I, I thought you looked good back then, you were fine. <laughs> Um, So now, as someone who grew up on American hot dogs every 4th of July, I consider myself a very loyal customer at Bodega. And what makes Bodega stand out from the rest of the burgers in Tel Aviv is, is that they offer a kosher bacon double cheeseburger. And of course, you can find bacon cheeseburgers all around Tel Aviv, but none are cool enough to be kosher. As two kosher girls, we had to speak directly to the family responsible for bringing a taste of kosher America to Tel Aviv. Welcome to the podcast, Five O. We're so excited to have you on.
2: Bye, Abby, guys. thank you so much for having me. Abby and Jory, I'm so happy to be here. That's number one. Um, hey. The energy okay. on this uh, podcast is fantastic. Um, so, first of all, there were a couple of questions that you put in there in the beginning. So, I'm Five O Oppenheim. I'm one of nine kids. Um, oh, my God. Right? Yes, yes, I'm one of nine kids. Um, I'm the second oldest. That means I have a brother who's nine years old right now. Uh, I'm 25. I have a brother who's nine years old. Um, So what we did is we started a uh, restaurant business. The truth is, basically what we did is uh, we got to Tel Aviv and we understood that there's no proper American food. Put kosher aside. What's very interesting about our business is that the kosher is not what the most interesting part is. The interesting part of our business is that our food is the best food in the country. That's what's interesting. Kosher is not interesting. We're kosher, but extremely unorthodox. That's what I like to say about Bodega.
0: That's the tagline.
2: Yeah, yeah. Kosher, but extremely unorthodox. Just like I like talking about Yael Shilbia. If you guys know, you know she's like religious, right? But extremely unorthodox. Yael Shilbia, she's like a model superstar. I think she was considered the one the most beautiful woman uh, in the world, like in 2020, she keeps Shabbos. That's it. (laughs) She's (laughs) like religious. So she's like, it's kosher, but extremely unorthodox. Um, And what we do is, is we, it was very important for us, um, the whole food business, the whole food industry at the end of the day, it's a lot. I also say it to customers all the time, wow, it must be so hard. Yes, it's so hard, but it's the happiness business because food creates experiences and it creates happiness with people. It is what it is. At the end of the day, we're animals and we want to eat to relax and it's exciting and it's fun, especially when the food is good. So we believe that everyone should enjoy fantastic food. Totally that's the idea that. behind bodega, and that's what yeah. we do. Um, we understood that there aren't proper American foods in Israel. You'll go to any place. You can't get a proper burger. Like when I say proper, I mean an American smash burger when it comes to the bun being very soft and the vegetables being extremely fresh and having that yeah. American flavor, American cheese flavor taste uh, doesn't really exist. Um so yeah, we basically brought it over to uh, Tel Aviv. So finally, we have a place for me and my siblings to eat at. That's number one, which is really nice. Um, and number two, um, everyone could enjoy fantastic food, and uh, you could really see the different personas at a bodega. Like you see, you'll have the religious people, you have the French people, you have we have Muslims coming, we have Christians, we have everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we believe in.
0: Amazing! I love it. I wish yeah. I I'm going to Israel this summer, so I'll definitely have to come. Um, but let's go back a little bit. So yeah. you're from you you're from America. Claire, no. You have a you're, no. You're not no.
1: Well, you were born in Israel, but like when did your family get here? Oh, so you tell Hispanic? me.
0: <laughs> yes, tell me about your background and how you're in Israel because <laughs> your accent sounds all Wallace.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. So first of all, I have to thank my parents for that. If they're listening, they're going to listen to it afterwards. God. Um, it was very, my parents made Aliyah in 92. We were all born here, but it was very important for my parents for us to speak English. Because uh, English, you know, international language. I'm also an American citizen. Um, so it was very important. So my mother tongue is English. Um, mm-hmm. Like I only started learning Hebrew at the age of four or five okay. when I went to kindergarten. So that's when it comes to that that question. Uh, so I was born and raised here, but I was also brought up, I'm sure Abby knows. You're from Jerusalem, right, Abby? You
1: live in Jerusalem? No, no, that's most no, so information. You're <laughs> I'm from Renana.
2: Oh, you live in Renana right now?
1: No, I live in i l li- I'm moving from Herzilea to, to Tel Aviv, so I will be moving to be closer to Bodega actually.
2: That's <laughs> what I'm for. That's true. <laughs> um, but
1: originally from Renana when I lived here. Yeah. I've been bouncing back and forth uh, between New York and Israel my whole life. So
2: yeah. Right. Wait, Wait, are you so, but basically you could say it's the same thing. Renana, Jerusalem, there's so many Americans, yeah, so it's yeah. like you're mini America, you know? Yeah. So I grew up with all my friends being American. Got it. So that's where my English is from and that's where my culture is from and movies and all of that. So basically I'm, I'm more American, it's weird to say, but I'm more American than I'm Israeli.
0: But you've never, sorry, if I miss this, did you ever live in New York?
2: Never lived, visited plenty of times. Okay. Okay. And that's you could crazy. ask, so the question is, how good. do we know what a burger is? How do we know what a smash burger yeah. is? How are we introduced yeah. to Shake Shack? How are, to how are we introduced to In-N-Out? How are we introduced to this fantastic food, right? So my dad worked in tech for years so he would travel constantly and he would take us all, all the time and believe it or not my dad brought Shake Shack from New York to Jerusalem on a flight.
1: David, you got he's crazy. <laughs>
2: yes, he is crazy. He is crazy.
0: Your parents are really there We're awesome for making you have such a good accent and know so much about American food due to the fact you've never really, really lived there. Um, That that
2: you could thank my dad for the food, the food, the food department part. Because every time we're in New York, that's all we do is we go out and eat, especially bagels. Bagels don't exist here either. No. Unfortunately, when I had a
0: bagel there in Jerusalem, it tasted like challah. It was like a challah bagel. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they yep. um, yeah, they don't know what they're doing.
2: But it's a plastic <laughs> yeah, so yeah, if that if if that answered your question, yeah, then,
1: yeah. Um. So I want to talk more about like your family's history with food. I think you mentioned like the first time I came, and I think you say this to all the customers that come. There's a picture of your grandfather or your great grandfather.
2: So yeah, it's actually pretty interesting. You know, it's actually nice we're talking about it because it happens to be Holocaust Memorial Day. Um, so um, a lot of my family was demolished in the Holocaust, obviously. Uh, not obviously, but a lot of American families were. And my great-grandfather's whole family was killed in the Holocaust, but he came to the States. He was the only one who came to the States right before it hit. And he opened up a luncheonette in Soho, New York, um, on Grand and Green Street Mm -hmm. uh, with a bunch of different food. It was like a worker's place to stop by and eat some food. They had sandwiches, things like that. And what's really cool is that we have a big picture in the front of Bodega of a full size. Like my dad, what's really cool about technology these days is, I mean, the picture was tiny. I'd say it's maybe yeah two inches by two inches Mm -hmm. right we want people to listen not only see so it's two inches by two inches tiny picture and he blew it up into a poster the size of me so there's like a guy standing and it's my great grandfather in front of the old store and it exactly still exists the building still exists like we will go see it it's cool so we've been in the food industry for a little while Um, but it wasn't burgers and things like that but yeah totally hospitality and um, so that's when it comes to food What is the
1: building now Um, You guys go visit Like what is What's there now
2: So you know It's funny you ask Because last time We went there We asked So it's like It's in Soho So it's this like Artsy You know Like um, Chandelier store Like literally Like chandeliers All over the place inside And then we asked him What would it be like If we open a food restaurant Here he said First of all It won't ever happen Because The guy who owns the place Doesn't want food To be in there anymore um but yeah they want forty thousand dollars a month for rent (laughs) oh gosh that's not happening anytime soon yeah well you never know sit back and enjoy the ride you know yeah Uh, so
0: how long has bodega been opened and like was it i'm thinking was it like your parents who kind of opened it and now you like work there or was it you and your dad like how did everything come to be
2: Okay, so my dad worked in tech for years, and um, he got into the food business. Um, he opened up a restaurant in Jerusalem. Um, it's called Crave, if you heard of it. And then um, he sold his shares, moved on, and wanted to do something completely different because it's a different style restaurant. Um, and that was his goal. His, his goal, he, he got to New York. He was there. He was traveling a lot. And he saw Shake Shack, and he was blown away by Shake Shack. Blown away. Blown away. And his idea was like, we got to create something like that in Israel. We got to create it.
0: I know. So he's
2: the, brains behind, he's the brains behind the whole idea of kosher bacon cheeseburger. Obviously, for all of the listeners, when we say kosher bacon cheeseburger, the cheese is vegan, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's really cool is that we use American vegan cheese, which is... American cheese, we all know it's unhealthy, you know, like garbage. So it's already not has like such a low percentage of actual milk, you know, and our bacon. So bacon is a process. It doesn't have to be made out of pig. We make it out of beef. You could make it in like Australia. It's really popular to have turkey bacon. It's -hmm. a process of curing and smoking, which we do in restaurant. Uh, So it's all made in house. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, we could continue. I just wanted to put that out there so people won't get nervous. Okay. (laughs)
1: Um, Okay. So thanks for clarifying. That's not actually
2: (laughs) bacon.
1: Sounds so good. But because I am shomer kashrut, I've never actually had a real bacon cheeseburger. And um, a secular guy I dated said that you guys like compare to like the real thing that it's like really similar and he wouldn't know the difference. Like, have you gotten that from a lot of like non religious or non Jewish people that come? Like do they say it compares to the real
2: thing? Yeah, totally. Totally. Well, first of all, we don't eat kosher at, at all at home. Okay.
0: Oh, okay. We so you you definitely know. Huh? Okay. So you, yeah. you know what like bacon tastes like and you know like <laughs> Oh, of course. Okay. I wasn't and sure I have I wasn't you
2: open up a place if I don't know the flavor. It's like if I would open up an Asian place without knowing what real sushi is in Japan. Like, it's a joke, which happens all the time around here. And no one knows the real flavors and the food doesn't taste so good. But whatever, we'll talk about us. Um, so, yeah, we totally know the flavors. And, yeah, there's no difference. That's why it's always, like, people say, wow, the best kosher burger. That's not a compliment. Okay? <laughs> That's not you guys a want to be
1: the best burger in Tel Aviv.
2: I don't want to. I know I am.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
2: Um, all of
0: Israel. All of Israel, we're going to say.
2: Yeah, that's also not such a big compliment. Okay? Israel is a tiny <laughs> country. But, um, yeah, that's, so that's that's basically the answer. So, yeah, you get it all the time. And um, we're also the only place that does a proper American burger. Mm-hmm. So, again, the kosherness is Because we believe, well, you want to hear the real reason why we're kosher? One of the reasons.
1: Yeah, I'm curious. If you guys don't keep kosher, like, why do you give a a shit to kosher restaurant?
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. It's kind of like, what the fuck? (laughs) You know? But the real, one one of the reasons is my mom went to India with my brother. Um, My mom's like a total yogi, you know, like supernatural type, you know? And uh, she went to India with my older brother because my older brother was traveling. And um, I don't know if you know, Jory, but a lot of Israelis go traveling after the army.
0: Yeah, I know.
2: Jealous. Yeah. So that's what my brother was doing. And then my mom was like, wow, I've never traveled really before. You know, I made Elia when I was like 19 or 20, you know, so she flew to India and they got to McDonald's in India and in India, they don't serve beef. Because they don't, because in their religion they don't eat beef.
0: Yeah, they don't eat a lot of yeah.
2: So McDonald's, McDonald's, okay, in the middle of um, where are they get New Delhi, oh, my. they okay. got the New Delhi had no beef inside. And my mom was talking to my dad about it, and my dad was like, "You know what? Culturally, we don't eat pork in this country. You know, yeah. culturally, like you don't have to add the religious part. It's part of the Jewish culture." culture. And we're really strong, and that's where you could also connect the American Jewish part as opposed to the Israeli Jewish part, because we have haters all the time. Why? Because American Jews—it's a Jewish identity—and in Israel, it, they connect it to religion all the time. Okay. So we constantly. Have sorry. Haters. So who
0: are your haters in Israel? Yeah. The uh, the religious Jews.
2: No, the ones who aren't religious. Oh, why can't, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: why can't, no, 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 I get that. Like, why can't this be, like, real cheese, why can't, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: You know?
1: I mean, it's it's more inclusive. Like, can't they just go somewhere else?
0: Like,
2: I don't get it. That's what I tell them. (laughs) But they always come back. That's the thing. (laughs) You know? I had a guy yelling at me today, like, oh, you guys aren't working right. I said, right across the street, there's a place that's empty. You'll get your burger in 10 minutes. Room. Yeah.
0: Are there people that come with like payas and like black hats there? Totally. Oh my god, I love it. Totally. I love it. So cool. Totally. Um yeah. what would you say your favorite thing is on the menu?
2: I think Abby and I will have to agree on this because I remember everyone's orders. I don't there's this thing where if a customer gets, I remember everyone's orders. Okay. okay. My favorite Item on the menu happens to be the Veldachaya. What is that? Okay.
0: Wait, the translate Veldachaya it. In Yiddish That's
2: it how means. it, yeah. Go for it. So, Veldachaya in Yiddish means wild animal. Okay. And for those who don't know, um, in In and Out, the burger place in LA, have a animal style burger. Um, and what it is, is you sear it with mustard, put caramelized onions that we make with the bacon fat. Um, house pickles that we make in-house, bodega sauce, which is ketchup, mayo, a little bit of garlic, and we grind our own pickles inside, um, and American cheese. And it's like a pop of flavor. And wow. the and when you sear with the mustard, it creates a little bit of, like, a sweetness, so it hits the spot. Um, um, yeah, that, that happens to be my favorite, but, again, there's so many different options. A That's intense.
1: No, That's It's so fucking good. It's also my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I get it over the bacon cheeseburger every time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I can't.
2: yeah. And
0: are, are, Do you guys? Are, do you think are you guys? Everything. Do you think you guys would open one in Jerusalem? Like, do you know, like, how, like, what are you thinking? What are you thinking about? Like, do you think you would expand this? Do you think you would bring it to America or like some Jewish community here?
2: So, first of all, it's a really good question. Um, it'll the whole conversation changed since Trump made the Abraham Accords. Now let's That's talk the about, about that.
1: that.
2: <laughs> well, sit back and enjoy the ride. Listen. So I don't know if you know, but Muslims don't eat pig. Yeah. So we want to take over all the Middle East when it comes to bodega. Um, we don't make, but we don't make bacon out of pig. We make it out of beef. And we want to take over the whole Middle East. So when it comes to I want to have it in Dubai, I want to have it in Saudi Arabia, I want to have it all over the place. Um, and that's why on Mars shirts, it says we're the smash kings of the Middle East. Um, oh, I love that. So, yeah. Yeah. Check it such out. Such a
0: good one. Oh, you're running now. Yeah. Smash kings of the Middle East.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to that, so that's that's the idea. That's the idea behind it and totally like uh, we're, but we're not there yet. We're not there okay. yet cuz you know a lot of times if you rush yeah you know, you're not doing it right. It, it has to be perfect. Yeah. The product has to be perfect and it has to be no offense it has to be idiot proof. What does that mean? That any person that you hire could do it.
0: Mm-hmm. No cuz you have to you be know? you can you guys can't be in the Middle East other places. You're going exactly. to have to exactly Exactly. Yeah, that's a very fair point. That's why I think a lot of restaurants don't do well.
1: Um,
2: yep. Yep. So wait, so like is we this like, this is like people- the five-year yeah.
1: plan? It's the five-year plan? I
2: don't know how long it'll be. Okay. okay. I don't know. At least you have a
1: slogan. You have a slogan. It's it's going to happen.
2: Yeah. So far, we have a slogan, Smash Kings of the Middle East. TM. <laughs> <laughs> um. And we have a great burger. So let's see where it gets to.
1: Yeah. Well, we yeah. believe in you guys. You Otherwise, know. we wouldn't have had you on the podcast, obviously.
2: Thank you. Thank um, you so much.
1: Thank you. Yes. So getting more into your personal life, you said we could ask whatever. So Literally
2: whatever you want.
1: Amazing. So we're guessing that you're a pretty skilled chef based on your line of work. And we were wondering what dish oh, you would make. You're not.
2: <laughs> No, not at all.
0: You don't make the burgers? Have you ever made the burgers? Not really, no.
2: I'm just oh, good at sorry. talking.
0: So at the sales. The sales. <laughs>
1: that's why you're always at the front. Oh, okay. It all no, no, no. So I'll
2: tell you, that's what's cool about, like, jokes aside, like, that's what's really cool about what, what we do is that we have a family business. And if you'll see, Abby sees it. She's been to the restaurant numerous amount of times. You have all my siblings on the line. Okay, again, that's why I started off the interview where I'm one of nine kids, meaning I have my older brother, I have another brother, and I have a sister that are working all the time, like we're working together all the time. And my mom comes in because what we created in Bodega, um, we didn't really talk about how did COVID affect, you know, the whole um, food industry, but it completely changed and we had to change our whole business model and we had to think different, so... My mom comes in at night, and she and she works. Um, she's in charge. We have three concepts at Bodega: one kitchen, three concepts. It's like a ghost kitchen, if you know what that is.
1: No,
0: oh no, was like? Sorry, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, we don't know. We don't know anything about the restaurant business. We, you're uh, the first foodie guest we've had.
2: Okay, so uh, ghost kitchens are when you have one one. Um, restaurant where you can make food and then pumping out different concepts out of one restaurant. So physically you have one restaurant, but you have more than one concept. So like if you'll go on the application in Israel, I don't know, Jory, you probably know DoorDash.
0: Yeah. Love it.
2: Okay. So we have Walt in Israel. Okay. So what it is is like if you'll write on DoorDash, you'll write Wing Hub. Okay.
0: Got it.
2: It's wings at Bodega. We have three concepts we have Dirty Dogs, Wing Hub, and Bodega. So it looks like I have three restaurants, but they're all physically placed in one restaurant. Uh-huh. Okay.
0: Interesting. So, That's like a good sales tactic.
2: It's crazy. The COVID, the whole COVID thing changed in the States. It's huge right now. The whole idea of ghost kitchens. There's this guy in Chicago that has like 150 brands of different foods based in like a couple of restaurants, whatever. That's a total different subject. But um, yeah, so my mom comes in the evening and she's in charge of that. Okay. Yeah. What's an L? My mom's on the line and we're all there. So what I was trying to get at is that everyone's good in something else.
1: Mm-hmm. You'll Got see.
2: Um, I, my brother is really good at managing when it comes to workers, um, things like that. My sister also, but she's in charge of all the finance. I'm in charge of between people. Like, all of us have different things. I have brothers, like, we have very, like, I like to say my siblings are really talented. A lot more talented than I am, that's for sure. Um, And it's impressive to see. So when you ask uh, food, I would like to get my brother on, but he's busy smashing burgers right now. But, you know, (laughs) you could ask your question and maybe I could answer you.
1: Okay, well, <laughs> I can ask. Abby, you were gonna it. ask, like, what what dish would you make to impress a girl? But apparently, you don't cook, Absolutely. so it's not really
2: okay. So first of all, first of all, if I want to impress a chick, only I give bodega food. Only okay. okay. Yeah, it's the best product in the it market. Is. Okay.
1: <laughs> so all the dates. What, what if she's a burgers? vegetarian? Yeah. What if she's a vegetarian?
2: So what's really cool is we have a product on our on our menu, which is Redefined Meat, which is a 3D printed um, uh, plant-based meat that's um, an Israeli startup in Israel. Um, and what we were able to do, it's like, you know, have you heard of Beyond Meat and all different types of things like that?
0: It kind of like Beyond Beef or Beyond Meat, something like that. Yeah, so it's, yeah, yeah.
2: it's, 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 it's an unbelievable Israeli startup uh, based here that created a meat that they literally 3D print. Yeah, and it, it's the closest to meat <laughs> that there is, and it happens to be vegan. So if it comes to that stuff.
0: If it comes to that, you
2: yeah. got a
0: vegan
1: veggie burger. But yeah. so you have okay. something for every girl out there, is what you're saying. You know
2: it. You know it.
0: <laughs> um.
2: And by the way, sorry we don't have Dr. Pepper on the menu. It's been a really hard to get.
1: Oh wow! You have such a good memory. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> Every time I come her. looking for Dr. Pepper,
2: yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, I feel like it is hard. Okay, to, well, in, in, to get in Israel, I feel like it'd be really expensive.
2: Um. Yeah, it's more expensive, but it it hits the spot. It's the best drink there is. I so. know.
0: Yeah.
1: That was Dr. Brown.
2: Yeah, which Dr. Browns do you like?
1: Cream soda. That's my go-to. Yeah. The, yeah. That one or the That's black
0: that. cherry one?
2: Wow, black cherry. Going way pretty back. Good. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Um. So you seem like you are always working. Um. But when you're not, what do you like to do? And like, how do you like to spend your time? If you're not in the kitchen.
2: Who? What? Me? Like yeah. on my weekends? What do I like yeah. to do? Yeah, for fun. Well, a, <laughs> a bunch of different. First of all, I'm 25 in television. Going out, like partying, having a good time. Yeah, yeah, totally. Meeting new chicks, meeting different people. It's fun, you know. I'm 25 over here, and what's really cool is that I'm actually, since you mentioned it, that I worked, that we work a lot. Um, so what I am right now, I live in this hostel. Okay, so it's literally I have a room, and I live with a bunch of different people from around the world that come and go all the time. And I happen to live, my siblings also live there. So I hang out with my siblings on the weekend as well.
0: Oh, my gosh. Wait, so yes. hold on, hold on. You live in like a, so you live in a hostel technically where people travel, but you live there and stay there all the time.
2: Yeah, but it's like this like whole, like, not everyone over there, but I'd say a core 25 people live there.
0: And and you have like your stuff there, right? You don't have to like move beds and stuff.
2: Yeah, I have my own room.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. Yeah. Wait, is yeah. that yeah.
1: cheaper yeah. than like, yeah, is that cheaper than Tel Aviv living? Like
0: no. general living? <laughs> that sounds so like crazy. Well, that's like a crazy time how. every
2: night. What's that?
0: It's like a crazy time every night. Every time I've been to a hostel, it's been like rah, rah, like party. Yeah. Let's go it's hard. Full
2: it's full on. It's full on. <laughs> but that's what I like right, right now. Right now. Do it. I'm it. Um... But uh yeah, that's what uh that's what we're up to over there in the pastel. It's called the Pastel in Jaffa.
1: Okay, so we're we're guessing you're single, yeah, based on based on that
2: ish, S- single ish, in kind I don't of a new even know. In oh, kind it's of new? new. Okay, issue. kind
1: of new. Yeah. Um, well, if it doesn't work out with Why, you guys, you have any, you have any ideas, yeah. Abby? There's no, there's no. We'll we'll set you up, you know, with some of our listeners. But basically, we have this thing that we haven't done in a while, actually. <laughs> I'm just You said ask you anything, so we're asking you everything.
2: Yeah, go for it. Feel free,
1: um, totally. So we have a segment called Coach Boy of the Week where, you know, we, like, highlight hot single dudes or single-ish. So, like, if whoever you're dating right so now is single. So wait, so tell us, yeah, like, what you're looking for in a girl. And anything else about yourself that you might not have added? And yeah, I'm going to give you a little shout out on our Insta. I'm
2: so happy you're giving me the opportunity to talk about this kind of subject. Of course. You know, it's, there's so much bullshit when it comes to this type of stuff. You know, oh, I'm looking for a girl who takes herself super seriously. And, you know, like, fuck that shit. I'm looking for someone who likes to have fun, who has a smile on their face you know, who's there for good experiences. And obviously it's hard to find. It's not so easy to find because people are into bullshit.
0: And people want to be like perceived one way and things, and they don't want to, sometimes they're scared to be excited or happy or to have a lot of fun because that would be not okay. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying. Whoa,
2: what will people think? Yeah. You know? Um, down to earth, open-minded, you know, nothing's supposed to shock you that much. I mean, like fucking Caitlyn Jenner, like Jesus, like, you know, <laughs> like nothing's supposed to shock you that much. That was
0: like five years ago, but I love how that was like, <laughs> that was a shocker for everyone.
2: Yep. It still is. Yeah. <laughs> For you, I may be the swim, that swimmer right now in the States, you know, like anything's possible. Nothing's supposed Mm -hmm. to shock you.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you would say you're, I mean, the vibe that we've been getting from the past half hour is that you're chill as fuck basically. And you need someone to match your energy. You're not. Okay.
2: Not at all, actually.
1: So you want someone to like balance you out?
2: I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Like, I don't like putting it in my head, like, okay, I want this to, you let it, let it,
0: let it be, let it happen. Um, I feel like you're kind of go with the flow in that type of situation.
2: Yeah, totally. Totally. And I'm really very, very into experiencing different experiences, like, go out with someone that's from there and from there and then like they add a different thing to your life like it's you never know what comes in i've had a ukrainian girlfriend i've had an iraqi like iraqi it's not iraqi like what you think it's like in israeli I Ira- like i've had all types yeah. you know like it's important to experience mm-hmm. you don't want to be holding yourself back like fuck it you're 25 years old like where are you know what i mean
0: yeah. <laughs> we do we have a lot of fun. <laughs> I
1: mean, we live in a hostel, so I'm sure you're meeting, like, different people from different countries all the time.
2: I am. Um, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. Amazing. It
0: cool. Cool. Not enough well. Americans,
2: though. <laughs> Too many Europeans.
0: They,
1: you're not into Europeans?
2: No. <laughs> yeah. Some, I'm- yes. I do have really dear friends who are, but... They think I'm an insane American. And of course, I happen to be the one who's making hamburgers and speaks English. So it's like in their <laughs> face.
1: Yeah, you know? it's a stereotype.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, here's this loud American who makes hamburgers in Tel Aviv. You know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. Oh my god you're funny you're funny um thanks so much for coming on our episode okay. we had so much we had a great time chatting with you learning yeah. about bodega your business what you do okay. um and hopefully we'll get more israeli listeners to come and eat okay. there and when i'm there when anyone's in tel aviv go to bodega for the double bacon cheeseburger or the right. Vilbachaya
2: or, or, or that
0: one or <laughs> I
2: can't pronounce it. or the crispy chicken
0: um, but we were wondering where can our listeners find you like on social media? Does Bodega have like an Instagram?
2: Bodega's Instagram is uh get Bodega. And who do you think is in charge of our social media? My 50 year old mom, Facebook. I know people aren't huge on Facebook in the States or I'm not really sure. But we have Facebook, and you can ask us whatever you want, whatever time you want. We'll get a response as um, soon as we, we see the message. Okay. Uh, feel free to ask whatever you'd like. Um, yeah, yeah, and we're located on Karlybach 14 in Tel Aviv. It happens to be near the Sirona Market. The location's fantastic because it's not too far from, like, the train station, if you guys on the train or you could find parking like in the, we. there's a mall right next to the restaurants called TLV Fashion Mall where you can find okay. parking. Um, And yeah, we're, it's a bit of a bitch of a walk from the beach. A bit, a bit. Mm. So maybe get lunch before and then go to the beach.
1: Yeah, make a whole day out of it. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on, 5 to
2: Thank you so much for having me and Abby, thank you for reaching out. No, of really, Really nice of you. I'm a big fan. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for spreading the love and keeping it real.